I, I literally cried. I got a couple of emails from a variety of patients checking in on me and the practice. And it, it's not just, it, it really, it turns the lens a little bit of all the service and giving that we've been doing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're all in this together. I, yeah. we, we need each other both directions. So yeah, I love it. Welcome to the Healing Ground Movement, a podcast dedicated to revolutionizing how we think about our bodies and our health. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Hudson, DC, and I have lived my life in pursuit of holistic healing and care that goes beyond symptom management. If you've been listening and like what you're hearing, head over to your favorite platform and leave us a review so we can reach more people with our important message. Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another virtual episode of the Healing Ground Movement podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Hudson, and with me today, I have Claire Brunelli, who is just a fabulous Pilates instructor. I'm so excited to have her. We had, um, again, this episode was scheduled to record in office before we all sheltered from home, and I just, I'm loving how all of these episodes are now happening as we need them because all of our online courses or all of our in-person courses, exercise, all that is going online. And so Claire and I have a perfect opportunity to talk about Pilates from home. So, but first let's meet Claire a little bit. Uh, Claire is a native of Austin, Texas and is an NPCP certified instructor with a degree in modern dance performance from the University of Oklahoma. Claire was lucky enough to start Pilates at age 12 under a long-term teacher and family friend. Sharing her insight into movement and the Pilates method is a fulfilling and exciting experience for Claire, and she looks forward to continuing down the spiritual, physical, and mindful paths Pilates has to offer. Thanks for joining us, Claire. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, this is just perfect timing, but we still want to get to know you a little bit more. So you get to ask, answer our uh, first get to know you question, okay. which is when was movement first fun for you? When was it first fun? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it's hard to remember that far because I started mm-hmm. dancing when I was actually 20 months. Oh, wow. Um, so I would say, you know, from uh, my own personal memory at its uh inception yeah (laughs) um yeah I mean I don't know it's hard I can't really imagine I can't actually remember a time where I wasn't moving in some way so whether it's dance or Pilates you know it's always Mm -hmm. been just an integral part of my life that's amazing and what kind of dance did you get started in at 20 months old that's that's um so it's kind (laughs) of a silly story my mom loves to tell this one you know I went to this daycare where part of their daytime activities was to go to dance class Mm-hmm. You had to be in the three-year-old or older group to go, and apparently I wanted to go, so I convinced the daycare lady to take me with her. <laughs> so she lied about my age to get me in, and then, you know, by the time they found out I just was turning two, they were like, well, you can keep up with the other kids. So, you know, it's like tap, ballet, and jazz. But That's awesome. Yeah. I love the idea of not quite two-year-old you, 20-month-year-old you, like right. bossing people around. <laughs> take me with you. <laughs> yeah, just like pulling this like heist on this, on your teacher of like, so listen, this is what we're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. I stand up really tall. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, and sadly that woman has, you know, she passed, but I saw her like, you know, every few years and I would still tell her I was dancing, you know, and like mm-hmm. the last time I saw her, I had just gotten into college for it. So it was pretty cool to see her, you know, out of all the kids she's had go to dance classes, you know, how many of them actually do it 
mm-hmm. to the point where they're going to get a degree in it, you know? It's the one who got a fake ID at 20 months old. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's great. So obviously early movement and then early into Pilates too. I didn't know you started when you were 12. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it's felt that, you know, my best friend's mom was like, hey, you should try this. You know, <laughs> you hit puberty and your body's feeling weird. You might as well just keep your dance body strong and mm-hmm. kind of did it ever since. So. That's awesome. And we've, we've talked about in an early episode, like one of our first five with uh, Dr. Ashley Zimmerman about girls going through puberty and that pelvic floor strength. You got such a gift that um, so often, because particularly with women, our, our pelvis has changed shape as we go through puberty. So we have all these muscles of our pelvic floor, which are probably weak in most of us because we've been sitting in school for so long at this point. And then they get stretched and not strengthened in their new position. And here you are with this teacher and family friend saying, hey, I got the solution for you, let's dive in. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's a, a cool summer activity too we did mm-hmm. because you know, it was my best friend, her mom. So like every summer, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I did it all the time, but mm-hmm. when school and everything would allow. So it, yeah. was a, it was a fun activity. That's awesome. And so was it from that that you decided you wanted to be a Pilates instructor or how did you end up here? I mean, that was kind of the gateway I knew I would follow. So mm-hmm. even in college, I got my MAT certification first because that was all I had time for while I was in school. You know, these programs are a lot of hours, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was teaching a little bit of MAT here and there, like, at, you know, $10 a class with, you know, <laughs> my college friends. That was all we yeah. could afford. It was very small. But um, and then after I graduated, I got my full certification. And, you know, I took Pilates all through college, too, because that's part of the one of the classes you can take as a dancer. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of always been there. That's awesome. And, and now you are working at the Pilates Collective in Denver. We do a lot of work together. We, you know, you're you know, two minutes down the street from, well, our brick and mortar offices are now. I think we're further away. Virtually. I know, right? <laughs> so, but the Pilates Collective um, brick and mortar is located in South Denver, but you guys have made the switch um, with the rest of the world to online as well. Yep. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's been kind of a crazy, like all, all of a sudden I keep telling people I have like a desk job all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I have not had this entire teaching career. So, I mean, in terms of switching our entire system online, it's ter- certainly taken like a interesting amount of energy mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't anticipate. Yeah. Having it be live, you know. <laughs> so. it- it's true, like all of the implementation into it, and I feel the same way. And I don't know if there are, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people listening who might feel the difference that they had a really active lifestyle. Like, you know, you and I are both walking around almost all the time, and now we're at home and seated almost as much as our, our you know, our nine to five clients were. Yeah. It's a big shift. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of, um, I don't know, I think what it, you know, there are always weird things that come out kind of in, times of you know trial yeah or whatever they may be but um I think it's just giving us a better insight into appreciating what it was you know offering and just kind of trying to maintain that when you realize <laughs> oh my gosh this was helping my body now that I don't have it or mm-hmm. for me you know just like you said not being active in my daily life you know I don't know I don't remember the last time my back was this stiff you know <laughs> I'm exactly yeah. what I tell my clients not to do now I know it, it puts me a struggle and I like how you drew that out there about um, reflecting back on what we value from, you know, our life of normalcy as it was before shelter in place, but also then 
it's kind of a teaching opportunity in its own, in itself if we want to have that awareness that now you know, you've been moving well since before you were two and you've i you've probably never had that kind of stiff back before yeah and yeah, what empathy you get to have for your clients now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily I've had so many injuries that that yeah. has usually made it like my empathy moment. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, I've lost that muscle before. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it's just, we're all kind of literally boxed in right now. So mm -hmm. you know, the whole, I don't know, again, I'm having a much better sense for what my clients are doing in their daily lives. Yeah. We're all... at nine to five in a, in a box, in a cube, you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, I was going to say we're all in the same boat, but maybe we're all in the same box. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whip out your mind moments here. I love it. <laughs> a woman of many talents. We will now watch Claire Brunelli. Actually, I've been miming this whole time. That's really what my degree is in. <laughs> Just kidding. This is not about Pilates. Who wants to mime? Yeah. <laughs> Times out there. I'm sorry. I just insulted you. <laughs> that's, that's a very fair point. All right. <laughs> well, since we are here to talk about uh, Pilates, I think um, let's start with kind of misconceptions and what Pilates is and is not. Um, the baseline I usually get in my office is, yeah, there's like a lot of weird pulleys and stuff. And pretty much I only know women of a certain age who do it. So that's Pilates. Yes. It's a... Uh... So, there are a lot of stigmas, you know, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, kind of like ladies do Pilates. It's kind of like ladies who lunch, mm -hmm. like ladies who do Pilates. Um, you know, that was kind of the culture I felt like I came out here in Denver when I first started teaching was very much ladies who lunch, ladies who mm -hmm. do Pilates. Um, but you know, that also comes down to where you are in town and you know, mm -hmm. your market is. But um, you know, in terms of the problem with also Pilates is such a wide scale of what it can be in terms of fitness to rehab you know what i mean and so then there's some of these extreme pilates places who are basically just taking a reformer that's not really a reformer anymore and turning it into high interval in whatever that hit is you know mm -hmm. high intensity interval training there it is yeah, yeah. you know you tell how much of the fitness world i'm a part of <laughs> well kind we of all have our lane <laughs> right? exactly turning it into this kind of crazy thing where we'll have some clients be like oh i did that once and that really hurt my back and i'm like mm -hmm. okay well then that wasn't pilates because that shouldn't be what you feel in that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's also the like, oh, well, I did Pilates once, once and we barely moved. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably too far on the rehab end. So, mm -hmm. you know, our studio is pretty, pretty much prided ourselves on, you know, being this kind of all access right, right in that perfect middle ground of yes, fitness, you're going to get stronger. You're going to do all the things you're going to get longer, but then you're also going to help your body. You're going to understand your body. You're going to mm -hmm. have these, like, kind of worlds collide where you're actually like empowered by the understanding of how your body functions and how you can be proactive to help it function as naturally as possible mm -hmm. in your life. That's awesome. So um, when it comes to Pilates, then what, what does that function in that activity really look like? Um, you know, I think it's, um, we had one client recently who just, he's new and he was mm -hmm. just like, I have never felt so kind of, I like to use the word lubed up, you know, <laughs> life. Like he's like, I didn't realize how creaky I was until mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's everything from functional movement, sitting, standing, walking. You know, I talk a lot about that with some of my older clientele because, you know, fall prevention is a real thing versus mm -hmm. our clients who are more extreme athletes who are just like, you know, killing it in their whatever, 
five K's. I mean, again, not really a runner, but you know, they're like living their best active lives because they can go out and do everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and have that strength to support it, but also the knowledge to say, okay, how am I going to set myself up for that activity? How am I going to kind of decompress after that activity, whether it's stretching or this or that? And I think that's what I, uh, that's what I've grown to understand Pilates as and love it so much um, is that it's, it kind of gets both ends of the rest of your active workout. Now Pilates in and of itself could be your end all be all for movement. There's certainly enough of a workout there, but the body awareness that comes with it. And so there's a whole bunch of different um I'm going to call them contraptions, but you're going to give us the right names for them, but that there are springs and levers and, and ways that we can um, help position our body to get some external feedback so that when we talk about using um, the right, the right muscles, the more functional muscles for an activity, we can get a little resistance about feeling, oh, you know, the femur, the big bone of our leg sinking back into its socket instead of constantly being pulled forward by these hip flexors. And in that way, we get to move with a little bit more integrity and a little less um, combativeness within our own bodies. And we can do that as a muscular warm-up for body awareness, or we can do it as a cool down for the deep stretching that can come with those, with that equipment as well. Is that kind of a fair way to talk about it? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's, Pilates is so versatile. It's kind of one of those things where I say, name something you want to do mm-hmm. and it will help you. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so infinite kind of in its scale of potential and possibility that, you know, all the machines that we have, which, you know, I'll give you like a lowdown if you're mm-hmm. not familiar with Pilates. Like, so as I tell my beginners, you know, everything we do in the studio when we're there is spring-based, mm-hmm. meaning you have like the tension and sometimes, you know, the support or like, it's kind of like a hug okay. of like where you should be, you know, and Mm -hmm. as a dancer or just people who are active, you know, I I talk a lot about um, certain workouts where it's what I can do, but not necessarily what I should do. Mm. Um, Because, you know, I I have access to all my big muscles. I can kick my leg up in the air, you know, but not necessarily something I need to be repetitively training. Probably not. Is it something I need to be reevaluating in those tiny intrinsic muscles? Yes. You know, but it's got it all. I mean, it's an amazing system. So, so uh, it, it really is. And I, I had the pleasure of taking a, quite a few privates with Claire before we all had to move indoors. I think I missed my last one by one day. I know. Um, <laughs> I'll get back to it. But it really does. It, it feels like a hug. And I am so intimidated walking into the studio and I'm wondering if other people feel this way too, seeing all the machines, seeing the Cadillac and, and the seated pieces, but you guys have such an incredible knowledge of how to just be a wizard with hook unhooking and moving these, these springs. What, what does training for Pilates look like? Um, you know, that's, it's a, so that's another one of those worlds where the, the scale is kind of so vast on terms mm-hmm. of what kind of training you receive. Um, most places, you know, are going to go over like kind of what we refer to as classical repertoire, which is what Joe Joseph Pilates kind of created. He or he didn't kind of he created. Yeah, um, it's named for this man. <laughs> exactly, Joseph yeah. Pilates or contrology, as he wanted it to be called. Which sometimes I wish we would call it contrology because it's more about the control and this, you know, manipulation with with purpose mm-hmm. uh, rather than just some guy's last name. <laughs> uh, 
Controlology, yeah. manipulation with purpose and control. I like that. I think that is a great handle for Pilates. Copyright that right now. Just <laughs> As if Joseph knew. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, Joe. Uh, you uh, <laughs> I forgot what we were even talking about. Oh, oh training. The training. Kind, the kind of training. <laughs> so, you know, there's lots of different trainings. And, you know, as I kind of came out of my own personal training, I was so grateful for what Kate gave me was I got the classical training. Mm -hmm. I got it under the guise of who are you going to teach this to with the understanding that the classical work is quite challenging. So like actually getting, you know, civilians mm -hmm. to, be able to do this movement efficiently and correctly. You know, my, my training was all about modifications, you know, like mm -hmm. the steps before that exercise, those are the more important ones. Um, yes. And can we talk about that a little bit more? Because <laughs> I, I love that. And I see that in a lot of um, different modalities. We've talked about it extensively with yoga. I'm excited to talk about it with Pilates. And certainly when we get to bar classes and hit classes, a lot of the classic moves, and I'd be curious what a classic move example in Pilates would be, but they require so much coordination, so much control of our central muscles which as we alluded to at the beginning of our conversation, we don't use a lot because we're, we're seated, that really we have to go back and turn all of that back on and then we can do the pretty moves. So yeah. what, what's a, a classic move as to the best that we can describe it? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I think kind of the biggest move that like most people are like, oh, I watched a mat at home workout, DVD, Pilates, whatever it was, mm -hmm. or they went to a mat class at a gym or ha what have you, yeah. you know, kind of like basic Pilates introductions. I would say the hundreds or the hundred is mm -hmm. probably like the one where they're like, oh yeah, that involves a bunch of pumping and crazy things. You so know? what is the hundred? Can you describe what a the hundreds is? Oh yeah. So it's basically, um, it's like the quintessential Pilates workout. It's all mm -hmm. abs. It's all breath. It's all arms. It's all legs. So it's mm -hmm. like a full body workout. So you, you know, you, you're curled up. That's how it's supposed to be into mm -hmm. flexion. Your hands are down by your sides. You're pumping. Ah, the pumping. Your legs are at a 45 technically. And then you do this quick kind of diaphragm breathing. It depends on what your training was, but you know, you breathe. <laughs> Inhale mm -hmm. for five. <laughs> exhale for five. Or that could be a long breath of five counts and a long breath of exhale yeah. out for five counts. But you know, that's, and you do it 10 times. So that's a hundred breaths. That's why it's called the hundred because you're gotcha. supposed to take a hundred breaths basically. So we are on our backs, yep. curled in the flexion with good core control, lower abdominal support so that we're not using our hip flexors while we're pumping our legs. And then we're breathing, but with our diaphragm while still maintaining core, con maintaining core control so that our shoulders can be down our back and not up in our ears because we're trying to breathe with our upper costals mm -hmm. and support our shoulders and do this at the same time. Yeah. And you know, that's one of those weird ones yeah. where I actually, as a teacher, kind of steered a little bit away from hundreds mm -hmm. over time because they're so complex and it takes so much strength and so much like deep understanding, like to do it without just simply muscling through it. You know, like mm -hmm. that's, you can probably muscle through any Pilates exercise, but oh, yeah. have like that nuance of why and how, you know, and to be able to do it efficiently and as close as you can, like. I don't want to say perfectly, you know, yeah. ideally, <laughs> ideally, right. But it always just seemed too hard for me to mm -hmm. get my clients to get all those pieces, you know, just be like, just do hundreds, you know, I don't know. So I, I tend to steer away from 
some of the more classical positions as they might've been intended because mm -hmm. I think, well, jo yeah, Joe was a badass old man. You know, he could totally do that stuff. But, you know, I'm teaching clients who have come from so many injuries that that's not feasible mm -hmm. for a lot of people. You know, for some of them, it totally is. But, yeah. you know, but having the ability to scale it down and give, okay, here are five different ways I can get you to do this concept that are appropriate mm -hmm. for these five different body bodies with like osteoporosis. You probably shouldn't be in loaded flexion. You know, that's a different conversation. But we have all these indications now of things that we know about how the body should or should not work with certain indication, you know, certain injuries maybe or issues Yeah. that I I'm grateful that I have five different ways to do the same exercise. You know, that's fantastic. I love, and I, I love working with you in the studios and sending my patients to you that you do work within those modifications, because in addition to that, I think about, we can break that entire exercise down into its pieces and teach, you know, the get, getting the legs up to 45 or maintaining a flexion curl or breathing diaphragmatically. We all need to essentially, I mean, there are some people that, that got it, they've been training, their bodies are ready, but you know, for the average bear, it really, we need to train each of those things individually and then coordinate them with the adaptation that's appropriate for their health history. And yeah. that requires a lot deeper understanding of what's going on. Yeah. And you know, Clara, the owner, I should shout her out, Clara Gillette, owner of Pilates Collective. Um, she and I talk about this all the time. You know, we have this program we call the gentle class series. And mm -hmm. we say gentle because we're still unsure of what we should call it mindful sometimes, but mindful Pilates courses. But it's this idea that, you know, you could be a seasoned Pilates practitioner. You could be doing this for a decade, but if you've mm -hmm. got issues that, you know, you will never be in this position because you shouldn't be based on what your doctors and like the professionals have told you, but that doesn't mean you still can't get the benefits from that exercise. You know, it's about mm -hmm. like kind of understanding that advanced doesn't necessarily mean you're doing all the craziest exercises. We always like to say advanced is when you have the true knowledge and the like toolbox to understand how to map out these exercises to best suit you in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's something we pride ourselves on because, you know, that's, that's, that's the science, you know, that's yeah. the, that's, that's the experiment, you know? The yummy part. Yeah. Well and I think across the board, you know, the more I have these conversations with experts in their field and, and artists and athletes and, and doctors, to be advanced is to become an expert at the fundamentals. And then you can do whatever you want. Then you can experiment and improvise. But if you're trying to leap towards the beautiful expression of whatever you're practicing without the fundamentals, then at best, you're going to have a painful facsimile rather than arriving there in this shape with integrity. So I'm so with you guys on the fundamental piece of it and understanding the toolbox. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty interesting thing because, you know, we have, we kind of changed our class, you know, when we, again, we're in the mm -hmm. studio, we changed our class levels to not be beginner, intermediate, advanced, because we don't want that to say, you know, just because you're advanced doesn't mean you can't have a challenge in a beginner class, you know, because mm -hmm. so, that's, again, you're going to limit yourself within those little boxes of expectation rather than like sensation. Um, you know, and so we kind of broke them down into our gentle classes, which we have people of all ages, you know, most of them are of a certain age, but now we're dealing with younger and younger people with chronic pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that gives them this kind of 
community to work with because yes, it's nice to have the money or the time to just do private lessons, but there's also something that's very isolating about that, you know, which seems even more prevalent right now, given that we are in isolation, you know, to have a community of people who are experiencing the same pain or same, you know, discomfort in their daily lives, you know, that gives them this, this feeling that they're connected, you know, they're like, I'm not alone in this, you know, arthritic body that I have, you know. Yeah. Well, I like that because it lets you sort of take stock of where you're at at any given time. So that perhaps you are someone who has been training long enough and understands the fundamentals and have worked your way into a, a what would be called an advanced class or a more strenuous class, but it becomes a season in your life where you're getting over a cold or an illness, you're getting over an injury, or perhaps there's a lot of stress happening in your personal life and your family. And the idea of doing something extremely strenuous is just one more thing that is taxing on your body. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. And so you can still go and get the most out of your workout and the most of your time on the mat by doing something gentle because you're already getting stress somewhere else. And I love that Pilates brings in, in that sense, that whole mind, body, spirit aspect, that all of them, we're not just pushing the body at high alert all the time when there might be something else that says, slow down and let's take care of you differently. Yeah. You know, that's why we're so grateful to have like that scale of classes that we do, because again, we might have had a client who, you know, again, just had this minor injury or just did, did too much that weekend. And they mm-hmm. come to our general classes is that like substitute or, you know, it's kind of like a, I had a client once call it vitamin P, you know, vitamin <laughs> Pilates, you know, he just needed that little supplement to kind of get him to that point where he could start to attend the normal class. I mean, or our other classes, not even yeah. his normal classes, you know, yeah. but you know, the next kind of scale we had were our theory classes where, you know, our studio, which we love to say that we're kind of unique in this, like we pride ourselves on all of our clients understanding the technique, like the theory behind this. Like we are not here to just take you step by step and teach you this many exercises mm-hmm. per class. Like that's, you can go to any Pilates studio, you know, you can go to other places and get that. Like we mm-hmm. want you to understand why you're here, what you're doing, and every step along the way, you know, and then our more advanced classes, air quotes, are called flow because we assume, okay, you have this, you know, kind of underlying knowledge of the fundamentals. Now we're going to make, we're going to see how fast you can pick them up, mm-hmm. you know, see how quickly we can give you all these cues, make you do all these things while you're moving the machines and the this and the that, you know, and so it, it also becomes, sometimes I'll refer to it as Sudoku for your brain and body, ah. even though I don't like Sudoku in any way. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's kind of like you start with this like little box or this little picture, you know, and you Mm -hmm. kind of get those in line. But then once you kind of grasp this concept or this movement, you kind of understand, okay, here's this bigger picture of all these boxes actually coming together to create, Mm -hmm. you know, a fully functioning body or, you know, the system that um, I always like to think of as like pulleys and cogs, you know, and suspension bridge of your body, you know, and how it should be. And everyone hates, I know some people hate this word, supple, but strong, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. That's perfect. And it is. And, and it puts the layers at this layer of integration and awareness. And you and I have spent lots of time talking about brain-body connection, but it just, it, it moves you into this higher level of coordination because it's one level of coordination to do a very gentle, functional, you know, let's do more stretching and more gentle work. And then it's another level of integration to say, okay, now we're going to do some pulling and strengthening. We're going to get the push pull 
And then you get the next level of integration, which is everything all at once, do it. And we need, we need each level of those challenge. And I keep harping on this right now, um, one, because it's something I obsess about anyway, but then two, because we are in a really uniquely stressful situation right now. And maybe we aren't doing the workouts, one, because we don't have access to them that we're used to, but maybe we're trying to do that deeply integrated Sudoku workout, whether it's Pilates or a hit or something else that you're streaming and you're falling all over yourself, you're stumbling, you're not sticking the landing the way you expect you are. Well, let's take into account the other stress factors. You know, are you, are you worried about what's happening outside in the world? Are you at home trying to work a full-time job without childcare and how many kids you have running around? Are you all by yourself and feeling that loneliness and feeling that withdrawal inward? All of these things matter. They impact our brain. And like Claire's discussing with the different styles of Pilates, we can still access where we need to be in these movement workouts. And the fact that you guys provide that is such a service. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, interesting to try to segue that into online, you know, because we are so, so lucky that we have this, like, I mean, strong community within our studio. I mean, when Clara and I, it's pretty cool. So we, in 2015, we kind of came up with this, like, brainstorm sheet of what would be our ideal studio, like who's our ideal client on all these things. We had all this like, you know, this, if we could have whatever we wanted spreadsheet, this is what yeah. it would look like. So we open, we have our official grand opening. Clara found that document. We had achieved everything we had on there. I love it. And you know, that's like one thing. Yes, we put our minds to it. We like made it happen, but we were so lucky that we had so many people who came in who were willing to take that journey with us because, you know, there's a lot of, Luckily now there's more science, like actual science proving that, you know, your brain and your body are 100% connected. You know, it's not just hippie mumbo jumbo anymore, <laughs> you know, but you have to have people who are willing to take that ride with you. You know, you have mm -hmm. to have people who are willing to give it a try and are willing to go, you know, again, I always come back to that, like hypothesis, like they have to be willing to ask those questions with you and be willing to take the time to figure out what are the answers going to be, you know, because they're different for every person. Um, and so we're trying to maintain some of those ideas in our online ones by having a variety of classes. Like we've got them mostly based on like props in a way. So kind of like mm -hmm. therapy and magic circle, no props. Um, you know, I'm going to be, I have, we have our gentle classes virtually. So I'm going to be using a chair a lot, um, you know, and just trying to find ways that we can still keep that thought and precision when you're not in the space and, you know, not in that tangible moment. Yeah how to create that, that community and self-awareness from your living room. Yeah. Yeah. So what are things, uh, you sent out a great email this morning. I was reading it or yesterday Maria, about um, Pilates from home Yes. And, and what you need and what you might expect. Um, so as we talked about, there's a lot of machines, a lot of equipment in the Pilates studio. You know, I don't have a reformer in my house. How can I recreate these so that I can work out with you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, that's been a kind of an interesting thing for all of us instructors is because, you know, we've been so settled into our, you know, studio routine that yes, we're very, very creative on a regular basis, but we're creative in that world that we're already comfortable in. So mm -hmm. for me personally, I've had to completely switch. Okay. What are my clients like? And I can say from experience on so my own personal class, what do they come to my classes for? 
via the machinery and how can I replicate that as best I can at home? Mm -hmm. So we've been using, you know, in terms of props, you know, the TheraBand is a really common one because it can mimic some of the resistance you get with the, the machines and the springs. I mean, it's not a metal spring, so it's different. Um, we've been using the magic circle a lot, which I refer to as the tragic circle <laughs> or, you know, the ring of fire. Or yep. if you're a total nerd, I call it the one ring to burn them all. <laughs> you have to be an extreme nerd to get that one, though. I love uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And, then, you know, like uh, personally, this last work last week, I did a whole workout with the wall because, mm. you know, like basically what we love about the reformers of the machinery is feedback. You know, so we're trying to figure out how many ways can we get feedback for our clients so that they can use that to their benefit. You know, mm -hmm. so last week, or like I said on Monday, what day is it? Uh, you know, I did the wall workout and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I could really see how that would mimic that one move we do every week, you know, that everyone loves, you know, that yeah. juicy bridge that everyone requests. I'm like, okay, this is how you can get this at home now. You know, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, they're like, oh, thank God. Like, you know, now I have some of these tools at home. And, and it's, you're right. It is the feedback. So I was thinking about when you and I were working together um, before the shutdown, um, we were having a lot of what turns out to be really good practicing brainstorming because I'm using a lot of our previous conversations as I'm now trying to help my clients virtually as well. Yeah. Is how do you get that feedback without someone there? And, you know, we'd be working either in my office that had no Pilates equipment or your space that was all Pilates equipment and going back and forward of like, okay, now how can I recreate this with what I have? And it was, you know, the TheraBands or if we were um, doing anything with heel drops and strengthening there, standing up on a yoga block or creating the same kind of feedback. And really that goes into brain stimulation. How does your brain now recognize these activities? It's yeah. kind of cool to have this mother of invention to repurpose what we have around our homes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, like, I think I always talk about, you know, being like a very tactile movement oriented person, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, you know, I always consider like dancers under that group, but we are all tactile beings, you know, like touch yeah. is a very important thing, you know, we are sensory organisms, you know, and so I don't think we realize how much that feedback, that tactile pressure, you know, your body responds to that, you know, mm -hmm. we have all these like stimulants that we get in that setting that you don't realize until you're like, okay, yeah, I mean, now I have to go back and say there is, you know, all this Pilates can be done mat work. Mat work mm -hmm. is a whole part and like segment of the Pilates method, but mat work is hard. Mat work is crazy difficult because there's no feedback. There's no, there's nothing to press against to make sure that it's the intrinsic muscles and not just the big ones, you know? So mm -hmm. You know, that's why as a studio, we only have a couple mat classes. It's not to say that we don't value the work, but, you know, you lose the, again, that hug of the machinery. And so mm -hmm. I think some of our clients have been kind of like, whoa, mat work is crazy hard, but I, I felt like I was already so strong and I'm like, it's just a different strength. So we have to kind of change our minds and how we see movement during this time as well. That is such an awesome point that I don't know I if I would have connected those dots, that it is that tactile feedback that makes certain exercises more accessible. And I, I teach them this way in my office, and yet I've never made that <laughs> frontal lobe cognitive leap there. But yes, the, the more independent in space we get, the more difficult it is to maintain um, 
to maintain a movement. And we'll have an episode that we're going to release in, in the future here. We did with uh, Dr. Emily Sherb, who is a PT for um, aerialists. And we're, we're just kind of holding that for the moment because we want to give really relevant information to where everybody is at right now. But we talk at length about how when we are doing any kind of movement where we get to push against the ground, we get the feedback of the ground pushing back to us. And the further we get away from that, the more we have to be aware and create that feedback internally. And then with her, we're talking about flying through the air and trying to get that pushback from your center. It really does, you know, you, you have to have the strength, but you have to have the tactile awareness and you have to even have a sense of uh, the word proprioception, the where you are in space, even at these internal movements in our joints. That is such a great point about mat work becoming so much more difficult because you're not getting that hug from springs on your feet and the board at your back mm -hmm. and the, the, um, what, the shoulder pads yeah. on the reformer here. You've lost so many points of contact. Yeah. You know, and I also tell people too, like when we're doing some mat work, I'm like, now it's just you and gravity, baby. You know, like <laughs> you realize how hard it is to move your body through space when it, it is just you like basically, you know, dragging yourself <laughs> through, you know, what doesn't feel like much in the day. But then when you realize how heavy your bum is, when you got to lift it up and down a bunch, <laughs> you know what I mean, like it really does add up. So I think it's I love just you and gravity. I'm writing that down. <laughs> So, you know, I, I kind of bring that up even in the reformer setting because I'm like, okay, now let's try that with no help. You know, sometimes I'll do a class where I compare spring versus not spring, you know, yeah. recently, I don't know when it was at this point, it's probably closer to the start of the year. I said, okay, this is what Joe did on the mat. This is how he did this on the machine, like feel mm -hmm. the difference, you know, and they're both advanced exercises, but they're so much easier as in there is ease to them with mm -hmm. the machines you know it's it's he always talked about efficiency being like part of the main game you know in terms of this movement you know like there is that idea that you can just muscle through but that's not the most efficient way to work you know like mm -hmm. your body should be this fully functioning lubed up organism that should just be able to apply the right amount of energy when and if needed you know and not just all the time balls to the walls because you can flail around you know yeah I mean? And that's a really good point. No matter what your home exercises that you're doing is that you can, and you can muscle through and depending on what um, formatting you're going for, someone may or may not be watching you. And you can really set yourself up for injury that way. If you're just trying to do it because I can, yeah. instead of coming from that place of efficiency. And as many of my patients are bemoaning, you can't go get fixed right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and it's been interesting because, you know, we're only on week two right now of our mm -hmm. online classes, you know, and mm -hmm. again, we're, we're all learning right now. So what we kind of came out it or came out from halfway through the first week was we were all doing the entire class, like the teachers. So we were demonstrating mm -hmm. and talking the entire time. But Ooh. then I was like, but we don't do that while we're teaching in normal class. Like I'm not, I do demonstrate occasionally, but for the most mm -hmm. part, I'm just talking and describing so now we've kind of transitioned it to make sure that we can actually see what our clients are doing in their space, Kill, still give them like the best corrections that we know how, given that I'm seeing everyone in a tiny little box. Yeah. You know, so it's like, we're trying to make it more of a personalized experience so they can still feel like, oh, hey, so-and-so, get those shoulders down. I know your habits. Oh, you have to <laughs> up. Or, oh, I know you don't go into extension, so you're going to do something different for this exercise. So mm -hmm. we're really trying to still like hand cater our classes so that people still feel like they're they are getting that one-on-one -on -one attention 
Mm -hmm. sometimes get in the class setting, you know, because we also pride ourselves on making sure at least every person got one correction in every class, you know, because that's what these people keep coming back for, because that's what makes our studio unique is that they know, oh, today, this week, I'm working on this. Or mm -hmm. if I, you know, had a conversation like, oh, hey, my PT wants me to work on this. I say, great, let's keep that up. You know, like everyone's got their own little routine of corrections. And I think that they're still feeling like those are segueing into their homes, which has been quite satisfying and successful so far. I love it. And for anybody who has, um, who maybe has not jumped into some of these online classes, I think a lot of studios are doing it this way. The ones that are transitioning from the brick and mortar to the virtual world is that we're using this sort of setup where it is kind of like a Zoom. Now you're using Namastream and we'll talk about that format in a minute, but where you do get to have that screen so that if so long as you are set up with a device with a camera, you get to have that interactional kind of um, response from your from your teacher as opposed to, um, you know, not that they aren't with value. I mean, we're doing with Tada Gymnastics Studio, we've got our, our gymnastics live stream for my daughter to flip through, but you know, she's not getting any feedback from her teachers like she would be if we were in, if we were in the space. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing. Cause again, we're always talking about just in the studio. Okay. What, what makes us different? Why do people come back to our class? Like, you know, cause every teacher kind of has their own little groupies and yeah. then we have groupies that just take from whoever, cause they love all of us, which is great. Mm -hmm. But you know, part of what lures people in, you know, and I can say this from personal experience is like, I will sing and dance in my classes. <laughs> you know, like they, I, if there's especially like a song on in the background, you know, I'm singing to that. You know, I'm dancing to it while I'm teaching you. Like I will moonwalk across the classroom you know, <laughs> whilst teaching and making fun of my clients. You know, like we focus, yeah. but you know, there's something but said about losing that, you know, personality connection too. you know, like that, those giggle moments, you know, that we're still trying to maintain, even in our non-stream setting, you know, like we'll make some jokes, we'll like be dramatic about the exercise, you know, we want it to kind of still be real, and that we're not just suddenly professional saying, hello, I'm Claire, thanks for watching today's video, you know, like, we're not suddenly just video robots, you know, we're actually still live, and, you know, we're beings, we're creatures, you know, and I like that we were talking before we officially started about that community aspect, and I think what you just said there is a great um, awareness and segue into the humanity that's really coming out. That despite the fact that we are now so virtual and so distant from each other uh, physically, that there's community and community support. You guys got an outpouring from your community, you're serving your community, and you are still the personality of Claire Brunelli you know, maybe they can't see the moonwalking depending on the video, but you're, I'll you're just bringing my arm it. That's my other move. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you were miming for us within the first five minutes. So exactly. don't get a taste of that personality here. I don't know where we're going to. <laughs> so, but, but it is still a community activity despite being in our own homes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't know. We're also seeing a different part of our, you know, clients that we haven't seen. We're seeing all their puppies. We're seeing, you know, like one of my clients was showing me her artwork in the back. You know, I've been creeping on everyone's interior design work. <laughs> haven't been to their homes, you know. Yeah. So it's it's adding another layer of connection that we didn't even realize we weren't getting until we were kind of forced to, um, mm -hmm. you know. And so we're having a virtual happy hour with a bunch of people on Friday, and it's probably too many people, but it's our clients in a way are not desperate, but 
you know, starve for what we had, you know, and yeah. so our clients are like, oh, hey, how's your, how's this, how's that, you know, and I don't know, it's, it's very inspiring. There's always weird things that come out of times like this, you know, and um, the positive, you know, beauty of human connection is definitely something we're experiencing right now. I love that. And I think I, I've been kind of creeping on that too, especially as I'm doing all of these interviews and doing my, my telehealth is just when you do get to see the background of people. And I am also sharing a lot more of my background with my listeners as depending on where the rest of the family needs to be in the house, you're kind of getting a picture of every single room. You do get a backdrop, a literal backdrop to your client's life in a way that you wouldn't know. I mean, I had one that's like this death rocker poster behind them. I'm going, really? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk. About, I got nothing to say. Let's talk about this. So it's just, you get, you get a whole lot more um, context. You get a lot more texture and perhaps a way we weren't expecting. Yeah. You know, and I think um, a lot of our clients like already kind of knew, you know, there was a lot we did for them within the studio, but you know, we've had a handful of clients now who are like, okay, well, we don't have those props. You know, we've been delivering props to people's doorsteps during this time as well. Like we, we've been social distancing, so we haven't really been seeing them necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we have clients who are just so amazed by how far we're willing to go to ensure that we can still make this a part of their lives because we have a lot of clients who literally rely on this method for mm -hmm. their only like source of physical health because, you know, while it'd be great just to take any and all classes, that's not applicable to them, you know? And so, mm -hmm we're really trying, I guess it's another one of those testaments that like we kind of talked about earlier, like we really are kind of feeling not for the first time, but how much we truly help people, you mm -hmm. know, when we kind of show up and go above and beyond and vice versa for us, for them and them for us, you know, we've yeah. had clients who are saying, Hey, can we buy our next package? Do you need like help? How can we help facilitate, you know, your business staying afloat? Because without you, I, we don't know where we would be. So yeah, um, I love it. I yeah. think I want to start calling it the COVID flashlight yeah. where it's, it's not, I mean, there's a lot of things that are changing. Let's not, I don't want to be flippant about that. And there's a lot of people who have different struggles and different privileges, but even within each of those, it is this light being shined on what did I care about before and how am I care about it, caring about it differently? And also conversely, what did I not care about before and yeah. what still matters? And so, yeah. And I think it's also coming down to like that, like, moment of sacrifice you know yeah. what can i and can't i sacrifice during this time you know yeah. and, um it's just it's also going to be a learning curve because mm -hmm. we don't know how long this is going to last and you know all we can do is just try to stay ahead and as we're doing just continuously filming and giving people multiple opportunities you know like we have one client who is quarantined herself and her boyfriend up in the mountains you know and they have terrible service so they're yeah. not doing our live streaming because they don't have you know but they are doing our nama stream so they have our one gentle virtual class and now the two of them take it together you know uh -huh. so but you know it's just trying to give them as many outlets and resources to hopefully keep applying these things because mm -hmm. you know obviously i'm sure we'll lose clients during this time which is always you know it is what it is but mm -hmm. we're also going to have a lot of clients who be like thank you so much for helping me during that time now let's pick right back up because i need to get back in the studio yeah i never it's, it's an opportunity for change um, I, I'll see the same thing in my patient base, I'm sure. 
But um, what I think was really cool is that now we'll, we'll talk about Namastream a little bit because you were working on this even before going online became obligate. So it's not like, hey, everyone get in on uh, Pilates, Denver Pilates Collective and then it's going to be gone. This right. is a service that you want to be sustainable to outlast. So yeah, so we have Namastream. Yeah, we had like, you know, already a handful of clients who were saying, okay, you have helped me so much, I'm about to go travel, or I don't live here half the year, but I, I, I have to keep these, so can you help me get an, you know, a little at-home routine? So what we've been doing in the past is like having people bring their phones in, and I will film each exercise with my, you know, lovely voice in the background, um, <laughs> talking to them, yeah, exactly, you know, so they can see themselves, they can hear me, and they take that home. We've had so many clients be like, oh, I need more of this. You know, how do I, on the road, whatever it is, you know, like mm -hmm. I have sciatic pain. How, what are five exercises I can do on my own? You know, cause a lot of our clients are, you know, very religious in their homework, um, which we appreciate. Um, but, you know, we kind of said, okay, well, this is something we really need to look at because we're already spending time in the studio doing this, you know, but mm -hmm. we want to make it so that it's this kind of bigger scale of how we can, help our clients, but then even from there kind of branch out into a bigger community. Um, I think it helps that we already have a community to start. Like, I'm, I'm not sure that this would be as uh, easy air quotes if we didn't already have such a solid client base first. Like I wouldn't want to start from zero. Mm -hmm. We had already started compiling videos. What are the most important ones we feel like we want our clients to have at home? You know, we started out with a foam roller series because that's my favorite. Um, and I have just a bukus of foam roller exercises and then we slowly started building. So we're lucky that we already had a number of things already up and ready to go. And then right when we were downloading, everyone and their mom got on Namastream and the site crashed for like three days. Oh no. Uh, so, you know, we were like, dang it. You know, we're glad that we had the foresight to do this already, but now we're dealing with the influx of everyone else doing it. They yep. have since that. Um, but now we have like, you know, the options to be a member where you get access to any and all of our videos, any and, you know, any device you want to have them on, we can do, those are all pre-recorded. And then we also have, um, you know, you can just buy a one-off class. So if you wanted to buy our chair class, you could just buy like you sitting in a chair, you could just buy that and have it for years for life. I mean, that's the great part about it is as long as you have a device to watch it from, it's yours. But we also have the capacity to do live streaming on there as well, but also live private lessons. So it's kind of this multifaceted, um, you know, it, it applies in many different situations, what I, which is what I think we've been enjoying it for mostly. And the piece that you most perked my ear about with the live private lessons is that you said the clients have the opportunity to record their lesson and also hold on to that for the life yeah. of, you know, streaming. So it's devices. kind of like, you know, like you would see, like, I mean, I know you and I are on Zoom right now, but I can see both of our faces. So that's what the recording is, is mm -hmm. you and me. So you see my face, you know, yelling <laughs> at you and then you see your body doing it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's about, that's a really great way to get a, a recorded session is to hear, see, and, you know, be able to watch both of us in that moment. I see even an additional added value to that because you get, like we were talking about before, this um, perception and feedback. You know, we talked a lot about the tactile feedback of, you know, sitting against this chair, I'm aware of my posture, using a wall for a class. But now what you don't get in the studio necessarily is that visual of yourself. 
And sure, there might be a mirror, but as soon as you turn to look in the mirror, your whole body has changed and it's no longer the integrity of the posture the way you had just previously been doing it. So now you get the physicality of having done it yourself, the audio of lovely Claire entertaining you on what to do, and then the visual of what your body truly looks like doing it. And for the first time, you might see, wow, I really can't do that without rotating. I really like to float my leg out to the side, whatever it is. Oh, I see that hip hike she's talking about. Yeah. Because we can't feel a lot of those things. And that's why you do rely on like an instructor or a chiropractor or whatever to mm -hmm. show and tell and push, you know, what's right, what's, what's wrong, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's, that's, it's a hard thing, obviously, in the virtual world, but that's about as close as we can get it to being, you know, live in real yeah. life. <laughs> well, and, and I like that, that it becomes uh, the visual substitution of, and I've been thinking about this a lot because I just love to go on to people and like tap, 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 tap right here. And I can't do that. And it's frustrating for me and maybe, maybe not for them. Maybe they don't want me tapping them. I don't know. But now you have, you do have that visual. So you don't get the physical tap, but you can hopefully see it for the first time yourself too. Mm -hmm. And so the, the goal is met. What is the value? What are we trying to accomplish here is really a different awareness of how you are in your body. Yeah. And I think what Namastream also, you know, gives you kind of opportunities is like, we have to be honest about how much we can really be like self-responsible or motivated. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, motivation comes in waves. So it's like, if you have that motivation, that beautiful space that you love to go in and work out in, and you can watch those pre-recorded ones, live it up. Like, you know, that mm -hmm. takes a specific kind of person and a specific kind of like self-discipline. And I'm not saying that those who don't want to do that aren't disciplined. However, mm -hmm. Some of them need that actual little, I'm going to, nope, no, that's not right. You know, you're just being lazy right now. You better push yeah. it. To the, you know, they, they need that extra push, you know? And so I think that's kind of where we're also kind of finding our two clients is some of them prefer the live ones because they mm -hmm. say it still holds me accountable and I can't just go pet my dog for five seconds while I'm doing the exercise I don't want to do, you know? So I think it's just offering many facets for, you know, we come down to this, this is a people business, you know, mm -hmm. people think and work and move and you know, apply and learn so many different ways that I think that's also giving them more resources to make this work for different minds and different mm -hmm. ways of thinking. So the accountability conversation is awesome. It, it made me think of this meme that was going around about, you know, first day of quarantine, I'm meditating, I'm meal planning, I've cooked this well-balanced, you know, entire family dinner. And then third day of quarantine, I am pouring ice cream directly on top of my pasta noodles. Yeah. <laughs> and this, and you'll meet my cat here. I know. She's becoming part of our regular recordings now. I know I should get out. I've got three, but, you know, <laughs> <around>. <laughs> but, um, that, uh, that we do need to have that accountability that I've, I'm talking to you. So I can't just get distracted by my kitty cuddles right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that we have this external feedback and humans are relational by nature. We are tribal. We are meant to have that. And so thinking that we're going to maintain, and, and maybe some people can, some people do a lot better in isolation than others, but maintain a daily rhythm, whether it is, you know, food or movement or interaction, or even just taking a daily shower without having some kind of external feedback, you know, it might be setting ourselves up for failure a little bit, but having that acknowledge that there are so many um, platforms that you guys are offering to say, this is what I need today. I need that accountability or, you know, I'm feeling like I got this covered. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting, you know, again, all, I just think this whole time has been interesting, mm -hmm. you know, as well as traumatic and scary and, you know, uh, it, it's a very much a testament to the human, uh, you know, ability to adjust and, um, evolve, you mm -hmm. know? So I think if nothing else, it's a beauty of the ability of mankind to sink or swim, you know, and a lot mm -hmm. of us are, are swimming, you know, whether it's begrudgingly or not, we're, we're making it work. Yeah. Yeah. I like that begrudgingly or not. <laughs> <laughs> so as everyone is now settling into their home routines, um, as parting wisdom, what, um, what advice do you have for a home practice or, uh, if you want to use this as an opportunity to try Pilates for the first time, what are good things to know? Um, you know, I think, well, there's a lot of good things to know. Um, I think one of the best things though, in terms of having like space at home is really mm -hmm. creating a space that you want to be in. Um, because I know that sounds silly, but you know, you're not going to go out there and work if you don't even want to sit in the space or be in the space, you know, that's mm -hmm. a big thing. And I think creating space for yourself in more ways than one right now is, is crucial. So um, creating a, an actual literal space, but creating like time and, you know, I, I think also being patient, you know, and mm -hmm. not um, feeling like you're a failure because it's something you don't know, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's some, again, some of our clients are like, man, I didn't realize I was going to struggle so much. And it's like, well, it's not, it doesn't have to be struggle. You know, it's, it's just different. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a patience involved in it. I think that really helps. And if you're new, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You know, there's, there's no time like the present, I guess, to delve into new ways. Um, you know, and we've been talking, it's an interesting thing how, you know, in our studio in real life, we offer everyone a free private lesson to come into the space. Cause we like to say, Hey, you need to make sure that this is right for you, that we're right for you, that you like it before you even financially commit, you know, but that's part of that is the, the human experience of being in mm -hmm. the space. So we're kind of wondering, what do we do if we get someone who's new to us right now? Where yeah. would, what would we do with them? You know, so that's why I think we push them toward Namastream because we could, part of the private that you get is a consultation of who are you? What do you have at home? What mm -hmm. are you dealing with? And then kind of creating a program based on those issues. But you know, it's, it's, again, it's a different platform. So. Yeah. Well, what a great opportunity. And I'm going to help push that new experience for everybody. Um, you have a wealth of well-educated, patient, um, playful and energetic individuals at the Pilates Collective and um, just such a great resource for everybody at home. And particularly having that Namastream to be able to engage on that person-to-person -person level and maybe start something because you have the free time or you're in that category of people that has no free time but still needs the self-care, you know, there's going to be something for everybody in there. Yeah. So um, where, where can everybody find you online? So if you go to PilatesCollectiveDenver.com, um, we have, you know, both of our, like, so we have our live Zoom classes on our MindBody site like they would be any other class. Um, you know, we are charging for that because in an effort to keep our small business afloat, you know, we we're trying to be cognizant of that, but also the fact that we've got a business to run. So, you know, our classes are $20 each or um, $100 for unlimited classes for a month, you know, so we've, we're trying to be, you know, as price, you know, thoughtful as we can. Um, but then, you know, on our Nama stream, we've kind of priced it based on if you want to be a member, you have access to everything for a monthly fee. If you want to just buy a one-off class for you in your own home, that's also an option. So, I mean, we kind of have a thousand ways to approach 
you know, the same movement. Awesome. And so all that would be linked from your website. Exactly. Yeah. So check it out. Cause we've got, you know, kind of two categories, the classes on zoom and then mm -hmm. Nama stream, which we're kind of calling our virtual studio. So, mm -hmm. to, so that's kind of a, that's got more options and more outlets than just a zoom class. You know, I mean, they're great, but yeah. And uh, I also want to um, push people towards your Instagram page because um, like the Healing Ground Movement podcast, we offer, you know, our, our movement moments trying to teach how to do simple exercises at home. So do you. So where can we get even more and tons of foam roll Fridays? Yes. Yeah, so we have some of our favorite features on our Instagram, which I'm pretty sure is just Pilates Collective Denver um, on our handle. Uh, we have Tuesday tips. So um, Melissa May, who's one of our other managers, she kind of holds down the fort on that, you know, in terms of just life hacks, in terms of a basic neck stretch you can do, or this that you can do, like little little tips. You know, we had one client who was like, oh my gosh, I never realized I could do that out of the studio. It's changed her neck. She's like, I do it every time my neck hurts and I don't have any problems anymore. You know, <laughs> you don't realize how that little tip can go a long way. And then our other one is Foam Roller Fridays, where you know we feature a different exercise every Friday. That's usually what I do, um, just because again, I'm foam roller is my jam. But then on top of that, we just kind of do a myriad of other posts. But our goal is to make our social media pages for our clients, not necessarily mm -hmm. for other teachers, because you know there's kind of two ways to approach social media. It's well, I'm going to teach teachers how to do this, or we're doing this for our clients. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. it's a tool for them to be able to quickly look at things. Um, and to just, you know, with that one minute, what can I do today to change my life or my body? Here it is. That's awesome. Well, and it speaks to that's, that's the, the name of the game for Pilates Collective is, is community. How are you serving your community? How are you serving your clients? And how, how are you all going to change together? That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. But I'm okay. sure I think we reposted one of yours the other day. So. Oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're like-minded and that's, that's yeah. I mean, the more I talk with you, the more I see that we just have so much going the same way. Yeah, but. You know, it's just two sides of, you know, or like I always like to think of it as this big wheel, you know, of, mm -hmm. you know, we're all ultimately coming back to this center point of like just creating, you know, health, whether it's, you know, physical, emotional, all the things, you know, and we have different branches to take that, but it all comes back to, you know, just being a healthy, you know, physical being. It's true. And we need to have all of these aspects, you know, kind of kept in mind. So that physical, that mental, that spiritual, that social, all of them matter. And they all matter so much right now. Um, and always. So awesome. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing so much about Pilates, so much information about your studio and the resources available. Um, I hope that this is a uh, wealth of knowledge for everyone who's kind of been curious at all of the links being posted online. And, you know, if you're worried about, you know, the quality of what you're going to get, know that Pilates Collective is definitely going to be right up there with getting you where you need to go. That's right. Thank you so much. Well, if you trust your mom with us, right? <laughs> I do. I do. I trust my mom and I think we almost have my dad, but we'll get him. So now yeah. this is just me casually saying, if you're listening, guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Silent guilt trip. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your daughter loves you and wants you to move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Claire, and Bye. hope to see you again soon. But thank you so much, Carly. Dr. Carly, it's a pleasure to see you virtually. <laughs> and we'll catch everybody next time for another bonus episode of the Healing Ground Movement podcast. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and got a little something out of it. 
Now remember, the information expressed in these interviews is for informational and not diagnostic or treatment purposes. However, I hope you find that having the right information and resources can go a long way to helping you on your healthcare journey. Ask the right questions and seek out professional help.